If you want to start to take things to the next level, but you're not sure what's holding you back, then feel free to take my quiz. It's called the What's Holding You Back quiz, and you can find it at www.christinecorcoran.com.au slash quiz. It will take you through eight simple questions and then take you to your results, which will break down the main fear that's holding you back and ways to overcome it and resources to help support you overcoming it. Check it out and let me know which fear is holding you back. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Have you ever wanted to launch something so successfully that it enticed clients to work with you? Have you ever launched something and it failed miserably and now you just don't know how to move forward? Maybe you want to launch a podcast or a program or an offer that you just know is going to make such an impact in the world. Well, this podcast interview is for you. Steph Taylor makes launching simple and fun for small business owners. She's a corporate dropout turned marketing nerd and host of the bite-sized online marketing podcast, Socialette. Steph helps brands catapult their ideas and skyrocket their launches and empowers small business owners with the no-fluff know-how to launch and grow the business of their dreams. Today's conversation covers everything around launches, from setting goals to understanding the mindset, the top mistakes of launching, the challenges when it comes to launching, how to build your authority, how the power of going niche, knowing when to pivot in business, the mindset that it takes to go to the next level, taking action from a place of love, not fear, and learning to enjoy the fear through the process. Let's dive into the conversation and let me introduce you to Steph Taylor. I want to welcome you to the Next Level Life podcast, Steph. It's such a pleasure to have you today. Thank you so much for having me, Christine. Oh, I'm so excited to jump into this this podcast episode and all the conversations we have around launching. I love the mindset of launching and I love business in general. So I really want to hear your take on it. But to get started, I would love to just give you an opportunity just to share with my listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey so far in business. Yeah, wow. It's been it's been a journey to say the least. So I've been in business almost four years now. It'll be four years in January. And how my business looks today is, well, nothing at all like what my business looked like four years ago when I first started. So I first started out in corporate, like so many, so many business owners did. And I was side hustling doing social media management for a whole bunch of local cafes and bars. And I realized that, oh, I can take this skill and I reckon I could use it to launch my own business and market my own business. So I started working on an e-commerce store as a side hustle while I was working full time in my corporate job. And that meant, you know, getting up at 4.30 every morning, doing a couple of hours on, <laughs> on the business going to work for a full day, then coming back and doing a little bit more work on my business if I had the time. Now, I did that for a couple of months, managed to keep that up for a couple of months without melting into a stinking hot mess. But then one night I was playing social netball and I, could, I just suddenly couldn't breathe. And I realized now that that was a panic attack. But at the time, I just had no idea what was happening. I had to go lie down on the sidelines. I had tears streaming down my face. Like It was a very scary moment. And then that next day I woke up with really bad back pain. And by that night I was in the emergency room with a really bad kidney infection. Now this was all maybe two weeks out from the launch of that side hustle. So there was a lot of work happening, a lot of like, I could not afford to spend a week in hospital, but unfortunately I had to. And when I got out of hospital and I still had another week of sick leave where I had to be at home because I was still very, very sick on that first day out of hospital, my boss from my job called me and he said, Hey, when are you coming back to work? When can I drop your laptop off? And something in my head just flipped and I was like, Oh, this just, this job just isn't right anymore. So a few weeks later, I handed in my resignation and I went in full time on my e-commerce business. 
<laughs> but what they don't tell you in the overnight success stories is that it actually takes a lot longer than just one night to make your business successful, right? So I hadn't really budgeted for all the months of running an unprofitable business until it would break even. And basically, long story short, I ran out of money in like three months. So <laughs> I went to go work three days a week for a startup doing their marketing and and their content while I was still running this e-commerce business. And I did that for about a year, year and a half until it hit me that actually this business no longer lit me up. I started a business so that I could travel, right? But this business meant that I had to be in Brisbane so I could pack and ship orders regularly. I couldn't be overseas because I couldn't afford to outsource the packing and the shipping. So I eventually made the tough decision of closing that business down and then I realized that actually what did light me up was the content creation, the marketing. So that's when I started my former business, Wild Bloom, which was a marketing agency. Now, I did that for about a year and a half until I realized that actually in order to scale this, I would have to hire a few more team members. I already had a small team, but I realized that growing an agency actually means you end up being the person who's managing the people, not the person who's doing the work. And I don't really enjoy managing people, but I do love creating content. I love marketing. I love all of, I'm passionate about that. I'm not passionate about managing people. So around that time, I was about to go off traveling to Europe for an extended period of time. And I thought, you know what? Like I'm getting all of these people inquiring about getting me to manage their Facebook ads and they don't have the budget to, to, um, Really, to, for it to be worth somebody running their ads for them. So I thought, well, what if I could create a Facebook ads course that teaches these people how to manage their own ads? So I launched that at the end of 2017. And that was kind of the beginning of the end of the agency. <laughs> so that launch went really well. And it got me thinking, like, if there's this many people who are interested in Facebook ads, what about all of the other little things of marketing? And that's when I launched my podcast, Socialette which is a bite-sized online marketing podcast. And from that, like it became so clear that there's just such an audience of people out there who don't have the budget to pay somebody else to do their marketing and who actually want to learn. So I pivoted full-time into Socialette and running my business under my own brand, under my own name, and basically left that entire agency thing behind, fired all my clients at the start of this year, which was exciting and terrifying because... There was, you know, my steady, stable retainer client income that was coming in every month suddenly gone. So did all that. And just in the last couple of months, I've had another little bit of an itch where I thought, oh, you know what? I don't feel like being the generalist marketer anymore, right? I want to be known for something and I want to be the go-to for something. And it took sitting down with a business coach and having a strategy session to figure out that the thing that I can do better than everyone else is launching. Now that strategy session was actually a year ago and it's taken a whole year to pivot fully into owning the fact that I do launching and that I'm no longer the generalist marketer. But yeah, so these days I help brands to launch and relaunch so that they can reach more people, grow their audience, become the go-to in their industry and ultimately make more profit and have more freedom because <laughs> why did why did you start your business in the first place if you're sitting on the hamster wheel and that's where I am now absolutely oh so, <laughs> good. so good I'm so glad you shared the whole story because not many people do we focus on what we're doing now rather than sharing that journey and it totally is a journey and I just I was laughing as you were saying like I <laughs> realize it was going to take a lot longer for the business to be profitable because it's like I think we all have to go through that right like I think everyone sees different things online where, where it's like I just made the leap and quit my job whereas like don't do it too soon yeah I know right and like in some ways I'm really grateful I quit my job at the time that I did like for my health for my mental health for the ability that I actually could it, it, it's really like it is jumping and building your parachute right so it was an experience that I wouldn't have had if I had had the safety net of my full-time job. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I do, I did miss that income coming in. That's for sure. There's some people you're right. Some people need that push and that pressure to actually see what they're made of and other people 
really struggle with that pressure, right? It's like this to and fro. And this is why I never, ever say like, go and do this because you need to decide what's right for you because some people will thrive in that situation. Other people will not. They'll crumble and they'll freak out and struggle with the fact that they have no certainty and no structure and no money coming in. And then it damages the business as well, right? So it's like, you really just got to figure out what works for you. Now I'm like, what have so many different ways we can go down. <laughs> um, one, just quickly, I would love to know what did you learn from having that experience of the panic attack and the hospitalization just before your launch of your business? Um, I guess nothing is as important as your health. That was the biggest thing because I'd been neglecting my health for the weeks, possibly even months leading up to that launch, right? I'd been getting up early. I hadn't been sleeping well because as soon as my head hit the pillow, it was like, idea, idea, idea. This is what I need to do. I need to do this on top of like the running to-do list from my corporate job as well. So I was not sleeping. I wasn't eating well. I didn't even have time to exercise. I mean, I don't even know why I was playing social netball that night. I don't know how I found the time. I just remember playing social netball for some reason. I must've been filling in and you know, like not meditating, none of the things that I wasn't doing any of the things that I now know are my coping mechanisms for when I'm really stressed. And I don't know if the panic attack and the kidney infection were related, but it just seems like such a coincidence that the two happened like one after the other. Yeah, for sure. And that was the universe just going, come on, slow down and figure this out. You don't have to be one all in one area and neglecting everything else as well. So I just love that you shared that. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's something that now I keep in mind whenever I'm doing a launch, whenever I'm in a very busy time in my business, I always, it, it's so easy to let the healthy eating and the exercise slip, right? But I have to actually remind myself, I have to say, hey, Steph, remember what happened that one time? You don't want that to happen again. <laughs> that was my next question. Like, do you think about that now in those stressful times? So it's obviously made such an impact on you that you realize that there's got to be some non-negotiables that you have in place to support yourself to be able to be on your game 24-7. Yeah, like I'm, I'd love to say that I'm perfect and that, you know, I meditate and run 10Ks before breakfast every day, but unfortunately I don't. I try, I do try my hardest to meditate every day, move, even if it's just a walk or even just yin yoga, just some kind of movement, because that does really help with my brain so much. Um, I make sure that I'm eating well, that really impacts me. So in that time leading up to the launch in the corporate job that I worked in, I sat behind this filing cabinet and on top of this filing cabinet, my boss every day at lunchtime would go out and buy a massive party pack of chocolates, right? And all I had to do to get these chocolates was turn around, get the chocolates and eat them. So I would sit there just eating all of the sugar every afternoon and then I would crash yeah. and then I would have more and then it would just fuel my anxiety and it wouldn't make me feel good. Mm. So now I try not to eat the sugar. I try to limit my caffeine consumption as much as I can. <laughs> I try to limit my wine consumption as much as I can, but again, human. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I imagine, and we're going to get into launching in a moment, but I imagine then even just having the structure and framework around your launching as well helps to take a little bit of that stress and anxiety off you as well. Oh, definitely. And planning as much of it in as far, as far in advance as possible as well. So that when it's actually that launch week, all the pressure's off because everything's already written, scheduled, ready to go. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Awesome. So before we jump into launching, I just want to touch on pivoting. So, cause I love that you've had that journey of pivoting so many times. I would love to know what, what specifically was happening for you at the time that you were like, this is just not the right fit and you wanted to pivot. Which one? I've had a few pivots yeah. now. <laughs> Has there been a pattern? Has it been like, you mentioned like it didn't light you up. Yeah. Is there anything that you kind of went, yep, no, this is not where I'm fitting. Or was it that you were like, I learned the lessons I need to learn here and then it's time to move on and change or. Yeah. So it's consistently been, this isn't lighting me up anymore. Um, but the, so the first so the first pivot from agency to generalist marketer under my own personal brand, that was definitely because I, it, it wasn't lighting me up managing the team. I wanted to be doing the work, but I also didn't want to be doing the implementation. I didn't want to be the one who was, you know, scheduling social media posts and all of the little nitty gritty things that just aren't in, they're not my, the best use of my time. So that was, we want to outsource anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
so that was that was pivot number one. And then pivot number two from being the generalist to focusing on launching was so in the 18 months since I launched my podcast, the online marketing space has been has become very, very, very saturated. And it's really hard to stand out when you're posting about Instagram one day, Facebook ads the next day. What I found was I was getting a lot of people inquiring to work with me, but they didn't actually know what they were inquiring about. Like I was getting a lot of inquiries for web design and brand strategy and, you know, all sorts of things that I don't even offer. So I thought, okay, well, I need to, it's, it's clear that people out there don't know what I do. I need to make sure that I can get super clear on that messaging and, that's something I'm so excited for my new website to come out because hopefully the, the wrong inquiries, the, the inquiries for things that I don't offer will stop. <laughs> but you're so right. Like the, the term marketing is so broad that it's so confusing for so many people. And for people who have never, you know, going into a heart centered business that have never done business before, they go, mm. well, we're not sure the difference between marketing and advertising and content creation. And like there's such PR a, and <laughs> There's so much that goes into the term marketing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I totally agree. And to, so once you made that decision to go, well, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to be focusing on specializing on launch. How did that feel for you? What, what changed for you then? It felt really spacious. It was just this, it was something that I sat on for so long and I'd worried about it and I'd waited for the, you know, the sun, the moon and the stars to align to make for the right time to make this change and tell people I was pivoting. And the right time just didn't come. And then just one day I just woke up and I had this feeling and I was like, you know what? I'm just done with being the generalist. Let's just post something on Instagram, tell people I'm pivoting, see what the reaction is. And I did it. And it was like, oh, the world didn't end. Okay. <laughs> and then it felt really good. I, ever since then, I've been able to be more consistent posting on Instagram because now I actually know what I'm, I have a purpose behind my posting. I, it just all flows so much more naturally and it's so much more effortless almost. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. So tell us, why do you love launching? Oh, I, so <laughs> the big reason I love it is we've all got these ideas, right? As entrepreneurs, it's, we have so many, it's a blessing and it's a curse, but launching is the way that you take these ideas out of your head and you make them a reality. You, put them out into the world. And without launching your ideas, you can't impact anyone. So if these ideas are sitting in your head and you're not launching them, they're not making any difference in the world. Imagine if the guy who created Uber had thought, oh yeah, nice idea, but you know, I'm just going to put it in the too hard basket or I'll do it. I'll just do it next year. Imagine what a different place the world would be. We'd be catching taxis everywhere still. So your ideas are useless if they're still inside your head, but everyone's really afraid to launch them. I feel like I'm kind of a rarity in that I really enjoy launching because most people seem to be terrified of it. <laughs> so true. So true. So many people are, and they make it up to be this massive, massive thing. And they have so much fear around it that it's like, actually just like what you just did, put it out onto Facebook and put it out onto Instagram. Like just tell people, like, just tell people. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. And it's just, I, I always tell people, you just got to break it down and to take it one step at a time and it's not as terrifying as it needs to be. So yeah, if I can help people get over that fear of launching and put their ideas out into the world, then, you know, I'm happy. Yeah. Awesome. So I'd love for you to share, what are some of the mistakes that you see people make as they start to launch or start to put things out to the world? Oh, okay. My favorite one is when I get the inquiry a week before they're about to launch and it's, Hey Steph, I'm launching in a week. Can you help? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is, um, if you're, if you're waiting until the week before your launch to plan your launch, it's a little bit late. <laughs> so allow plenty of time. I always say 90 days is about the right amount of time to plan the launch. That's not, that's not 90 days, including the creation of your let's So it's 90 days on top of however long it takes you to create your course or your product or whatever it is that you're launching. It's 90 days of pure marketing planning writing your emails, writing your sales page, writing all of the different things and then putting it together. Yeah. So that's, that's mistake number one. Mistake number two is not really knowing your audience, not knowing who you're launching it for. So <laughs> it's very easy to come up with an idea, fall in love with the idea and not really think about what problem it's solving, who it's serving, how people actually benefit from it and whether or not they actually want it. 
And this is kind of a mistake that I made with my e-commerce business. And I feel like maybe I would have had much faster growth if I'd actually talked to people in my audience before I launched it and found out what they wanted, what the problem it was solving was, rather than just saying, oh, this is a great idea. I would buy it. So I'm going to create it. So that's mistake number two. And mistake number three is putting off launching until you're ready, quote unquote, because you're never going to be ready. You can say, okay, well, I'm going to wait until I have a bigger audience, but that might not ever happen. Launching, if, if I look at, if I look back at my business and I look at the big spikes of growth that I've had in my audience, it's always been in a launch. So launching is a very effective way to grow your audience. And even though your audience might not be big now to start with, by the end of your launch, you might be quite surprised. So yeah, don't, don't wait until you feel a hundred percent ready because you're never going to feel a hundred percent ready. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have a different view on the way, like what you believe the purpose of launching is? Do you mean as so the, the end result of launching rather than just being, yeah. So rather than the launch, just being, a way to bring money into your business, which is, you know, it's nice to have that big injection of cash flow, but it's also a really good way to grow your audience, build your reach and build your authority. That's the biggest one. Whether, whether you like it or not, launching is a very, very effective way of becoming the go-to person. So back in 2017, when I launched my Facebook ads course in the lead up to that, I was running a Facebook ads challenge. I was putting videos about Facebook ads up on Facebook and probably Instagram as well, actually. And I started getting people coming up to me at events being like, Oh, you're that Facebook ads girl. I've seen you in my newsfeed. And I was like, no, I don't want to be the Facebook ads girl. I'm not the Facebook ads girl. So unintentionally that launch built my authority and it's because you're showing up for your audience, right? You're showing up with that energy that you wouldn't normally be able to show up with in over a longer sustained period of time. But yeah, it's a great way to grow your authority. Because it's so specific, right? And you're so, when you're so clear on your message and you have a purpose, there is such an energy around and such a um, confidence about you when you actually are doing that in launch mode. And it does, I, I believe, same thing. It actually attracts a lot more people to you because of that energy that you're portraying. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's no way that you could keep that energy up all the time. No way. (laughs) I hear a lot of people, sorry, I hear a lot of people talk about launches. It's like something they hate and then some people love it. So what do you see is the, the challenges that people have when it comes to launches? Mindset for sure. Mindset is the biggest one. You know, it's that, that concept of, oh, this launch has been successful or, oh, this launch has been a failure. It's that concept of, oh, what if I fail? Well, you know what? What if you fail? The world's not going to end, is it? The sun's still going to come up tomorrow. I had a failed launch in the middle of this year thanks to this wonderful thing we call technology. And you know what? I'm still alive. I'm still running a business. And even though I actually did apply for a job and nearly gave up on my business because I was very sick of the ups and downs, but that's a whole completely different story. I read that post. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you, you know, like the worst, what's the absolute worst that can happen? I actually think it's worse to keep the idea in your head and to not impact anyone than it is to put that idea out into the world and have it fail. So then what's your mindset going into a launch? My mindset going into the launch is, okay, like let's smash this, but if you don't, it's okay. You know, it's, it's not a reflection of me as a person. It's not a reflection of, well, actually maybe it is a reflection of how hard I've worked because I know in launches where I haven't put as much effort into planning them, they haven't gone as well, but it's not a reflection of how good I am at running my business. It's not, it doesn't mean any of these things. There are so many external things that can have an influence on my launch other than me. So that I try to separate this concept of my worthiness and the launch success. (laughs) Which is a beautiful way to look at it because when we attach that, that rejection to ourselves, it's only going to implement impact us in such a negative way that we don't ever want to do that again. Right. So it becomes such a painful experience. So then If you feel comfortable, I'd love for you to share that experience around your failed launch and what lessons you learned around that. Yes. So that was the way, <laughs> this was before I'd learned to separate 
the launch failure from my own worthiness, right? So I taught you that. <laughs> <laughs> this was, to, to give you a bit of context, this was a launch of an Instagram marketing course. Now, Instagram marketing is something I used to talk about a lot when I was in, the, in my generalist marketer shoes. And I talked about it because they were always the podcast episodes that got the most downloads. They were the Instagram posts that got the most engagement. I knew my audience loved learning about Instagram because, you know, Instagram's sexy, followers, all of those things. So I thought, well, I've got all of these people who are interested in Instagram. I need to sell them onto a course. So I need to create this Instagram course. I wasn't really creating the course out of love. I was creating the course out of fear that you know, somebody else would come along and create a similar course and my audience would go and buy that person's course and not mine. So the whole thing straight off the bat was coming from a place of fear, not from a place of love, unfortunately. Now, when I created the course and I went to launch it on launch day, on the first, for the first webinar, I had 450 people registered for webinar one and I went to go live and I just got the, your webinar is loading, spinning circle over and over again for about 20 minutes and it just never, the page never loaded. I had all of these emails from people saying, I'm so disappointed. I've put my kids to bed so I could watch this. I've, you know, taken an early lunch break so I could watch this. And I thought, oh, this is just the worst feeling ever. So somehow I managed to resist tears until I got home from my co-working space, got through the door. I've got these massive 700 mil wine glasses. So you can basically fit an entire bottle of wine in one glass, poured myself a huge glass of wine and went and climbed into bed and just had this big, ugly cry. And I thought, what am I going to do? I've got this other webinar planned this afternoon. My face is all swollen. I don't know if the webinar platform is going to work or not because I haven't been able to contact customer support because it's nighttime in the U.S., And it was just this feeling of, oh, this is just hopeless. I'm a failure. This is not good. And I actually, I I texted one of my best business buddies, Anita from WordFetty. And I said, oh, do you ever have those days when you just want to go back to a job and apply for a job? And she, she called me and she talked me step by step. She said, okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to email everyone who's registered for the webinars today and you're going to paint the picture of exactly what it was like for you when you opened that webinar room and it just wouldn't load and when you checked your inbox and you read these emails from people and how you felt in the process. So I did that, closed my laptop, climbed back into bed, continued to ugly cry but it and that kind of led into a business rut for about a couple of weeks where I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, whether I wanted to keep doing this whole ups and downs of business thing. And that's when I applied for a job. And unfortunately, I got, I got asked for an interview at that job. And when the hiring manager called me, she said, oh, yeah, we'd like to get you in, in for an interview. And I didn't even think about it. My brain just took over and automatically said, oh, sorry, I've already accepted another role. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it was like some, somewhere deep in my subconscious, my brain was like, no, no, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to go back to working for somebody else. This is, this will pass. And it took a lot, like, it still took a few more months of work to get out of that rut and to figure out this is why I'm still running my business. This is what's going to light me up in the future. This is what I need to stop doing to avoid this happening again. And yeah, now I'm finally in a better place. So how do you view that launch now when you think about it? Now I, I look back on it and I'm like, oh, you know what? It's a good story to tell. I don't, I don't feel any emotion about it anymore. I, like, I, I look back on it and I, la- I laugh at it as the time when I drank a bottle of wine in bed. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even having like trying to find some type of consolation out of it, like even having 450 people sign up for your webinar. Like that is an achievement in itself. Yeah. And I was, I was very happy with that number until, until they had no webinar to attend, but yeah, exactly. It is, it is all about celebrating those little milestones along the way. And now I feel a lot more confident when I'm running webinars in the future, I can say, okay, well, I know how many people I can get to register. Yeah. Which is massive. And how did the response go? Like with the email? Yeah, people were very understanding, which 
yeah, you've got to you've got to remember, I guess, that people are they they know we're human. They're human, and I was very overwhelmed with some of the messages that people sent me, where they were saying, "Oh, it's okay," and then people gave me stories of their tech nightmares as well, and it was yeah, it was good. <laughs> Thank goodness. Good, yeah, absolutely. And I think with when you share so vulnerably that you know it wasn't just that they couldn't get on. It was that it all worked. It all didn't happen for you either. Like there's a whole yeah. other side to it. And I think when you share as a human, people will always connect with that. That's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And it's so much more, I feel, I feel like they take it so much better when it's coming from the heart rather than the corporate, oh, sorry, we're just having technical difficulties kind of email. Yeah. People's bullshit meter is so high yeah. these days <laughs> that they, they don't listen to that anymore. <laughs> So um, was this before or after you launched um, Social App? So this was after I launched it. So I launched the podcast in May 2018. And this launch for this course was June 2019. Yeah, awesome. And what's your experience been with regards to your podcast? Have you launched and then relaunched? Have you been consistent in what you're doing? Like how's that working? Yeah, so the podcast, I was very ambitious when I launched the podcast. I said three episodes a week which I stuck to until about mid this year, which was around when that failed launch happened. And I just thought about just burning it all to the ground, basically. Um, And then I got back into the game. I batched up a whole bunch of episodes. I went to New Zealand for a week and I had my episodes batched for the next two weeks. I got back from New Zealand. Three days later, I got the measles, (laughs) which is apparently still a thing. And (laughs) so then that was me out for two weeks. So then I ran out of episodes and it's just, and then I got sick again with gastro and it's just been constantly trying to catch up because three episodes a week, it feels like it it is a lot and it disappears so quickly when you've banked them up. Mm. You think, Oh, four weeks. That's fine. I've got them planned. I don't have to worry about it for four weeks. And then suddenly you're like, Oh, what's tomorrow's episode going to (laughs) be? So yeah, maybe in hindsight, maybe I would have done two a week, but yeah, so I, I haven't technically launched and relaunched the podcast. I have had a few mini pushes where, for example, I ran a giveaway, um, I think it was last year, where one of the conditions for them to enter was they had to subscribe to the podcast. So there's an app called Viral Sweeps and you can set it up so that people have to take an action to enter. So that was the action I got them to take. Um, so that, for example, like, boosted the podcast ranking and it was almost like having another launch basically because it got a whole bunch it made it more discoverable it put it back into the top charts where people could find it and yeah awesome awesome so I would love to now dive into kind of your strategy or your I don't want to give away all the secrets but (laughs) your your framework of what you want to share about launches what makes your framework different yeah so I focus on launches being simple there's so many all of the formulas and things out there about launching and you have to do all of the different things and have all of the upsells and the tripwires and the downsells and the cross sells and the, Oh my God, who knows what else? (laughs) (laughs) So I I'm saying you don't need to have any of that. Let's just focus on, you know, like your minimum viable launch, like just make it as simple as possible. Don't make it complicated. Don't, lose a kidney over it like I did (laughs) so you know like just yeah make it as simple as possible and don't complicate it Mm -hmm. and I've broken it down into a framework that I'm sure we'll run through but yeah it's six steps that make it so much more approachable so much less overwhelming yeah awesome and I think it's so important that we do have some goals around launches because Mm -hmm. so many people one either don't set goals around launches and they don't actually plan a launch. So then it takes away that fear of failing. Cause if I don't really put much effort in and I fail, it doesn't work. It's not no big deal. And then there's the fear of like, if I go and put all of my effort in and put all my eggs in this basket and it doesn't work out, there's a fear of that failure as well. So how do you guide your clients through setting goals like around their launch? Yeah. So obviously they need to be realistic. That's the biggest thing. And that always comes down to numbers. So, you know, things like how big's your email list? If you've got a hundred people on your email list, it's, and you're trying to launch something in two months time and you don't have a very big budget. Well, you're probably not going to be able to grow your email list to 10,000 people in two months. Right. So 
it always comes back to what your existing audience size is and what your budget is, but I get them to set good, better, best goals. So a good goal is your ultra realistic, the one that you like, you'd be happy with anything better than that, right? Your better goal is the one that's like a little bit scary, but it's still achievable. And then your best goal is like best case scenario, what would happen? The thing, and then I get them to aim for the best goal, not yeah. the, not the good or the, the better, you know, aim for the best, because as I say, shoot for the star, the moon and you'll land amongst the stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Love that. So let's, let's share, like, say someone listening here at the moment is, has a plan to launch something in three months time. Mm-hmm. What would your, what would your go-to be? Like, what would their first focus be? Yeah. So first focus would be figure out who you're launching it to. So figure out what, problem they're dealing with that you're solving and figure out how they describe that problem in their own words because mm-hmm. you know like they might be walking around with a headache and you know that that headache's from dehydration but if you if you go up to them and be like hey are you suffering from dehydration they're going to be like no I'm not I'm suffering from a headache so you've got to meet them where they're at and be able to describe it in their own words mm-hmm. um So yeah, definitely knowing the problem and knowing the transformation that you can give them as well. So that's, that's something that like people aren't buying an online course or a product or a service. They're buying an outcome or a feeling. So you've got to be able to talk to that transformation that you provide. Then I would get super clear on things like how you're going to create urgency in the in the launch so people will sit on the fence for as long as possible unless you give them a reason to act now i would focus on adding something that makes them take action um so sorry this is now the second p of my framework (laughs) i have six p's in the framework first one's people second one is position which is yeah so the transformation urgency, pricing, um, any guarantees, basically just, you know, putting together the entire offer, bundling it up and then saying, okay, this is how I'm going to present it to my audience. Then the third P is planning. And this is my favorite part because it's when you get to get out your wall planner or your spreadsheet or whatever works for your brain and map out, okay, this is what's happening when this is when this blog post is going live. This is when this email is going out. This is when this Instagram post is going out, plan it all out, working backwards, obviously from your goals and from your launch date, working backwards to today. Mm -hmm. Then from plan, you need to start promoting. So that's when you start actually taking action on what you've planned out. That means getting super present with your audience, showing up on Instagram stories, showing up on Instagram lives, showing up in Facebook groups, doing all of the things that you don't normally have time to do when you're running your business, but just being, this is what we were talking about before with the showing up with more energy, right? So just being everywhere that you can possibly be and that your audience is hanging out. Um, After promote, we have push. Now that is the limited time period where in a launch, it might be, for example, cart open, cart close. So doors are opened and then enrollment closes on X date. This is usually like a week, no more than two weeks because it's very energy intensive. And I always tell my clients, don't plan anything else in this time because you will not have the energy or the time or the bandwidth to do anything else it's showing up on lives every day. It's being in your inbox and replying to any objections, any questions that people might have. It's really giving it 150%. Mm. And it's also very taxing on your mindset this time because this is when it's like, oh, it's day three and nobody's purchased yet. What's wrong with me? The thing is, it's not over until it's over, right? You don't know that your launch has been a failure until the very end. And so often people will sit on that fence until the very, very, very last minute and then they'll buy. So you can't judge the success on the launch based on days one to three or whatever. Um, And then after push period, so after we've closed down doors or whatever that limited time period has come to an end, then we go into the post-launch. And this is the bit that everyone wants to skip because it's not sexy, it's not fun, it can be brutal if the launch wasn't how it didn't go to plan. And this is where we look back and we say, okay, this is what worked, this is what didn't work, 
these were the numbers. This is what we're going to do differently next time. This is what we're going to do the same. And it's so important to do this while it's fresh. So important because (laughs) otherwise, if you look back in two months time, you're not going to remember what you did at lunchtime on day three that caused that little spike in sales. Yeah, that's true. So true. And I think a lot of people will forget that part because they either go into the whatever it is that they're launching or they just go, that's too scary and I just want to avoid it because it feels painful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or they think they don't know where to start is the other thing. Yeah, true. And I think also the, the key component also leading up to it in that push, push process I have seen, I have experiences with clients where they get to that point where it's like three days out and they have actually given up on themselves before the time is actually up. Yeah, it happens way too often. And that's where it all comes down to mindset as well because, and also scheduling things in advance is the other one. That's why I always say schedule your emails, your posts as much as you can in advance so that even when you're feeling disheartened and low energy about it they still go out yeah yeah that's good because then it's like you can't you can't give up on yourself because it's still happening (laughs) exactly and also if if you're feeling bad about it if you're feeling really low energy about that launch and then you go to write a social media post it's going to come across as low energy so true so true people will feel that energy for sure and then they're just going to like walk away (laughs) yeah because it almost comes across as like apologetic being like, oh, don't buy my product, but, you know, here it is. I'm just telling you about it because I have to. Yeah, it's so fascinating, isn't it? And they almost go to the point where they're talking people out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Awesome. So I would love to know, over the um, your journey of business and all the different pivots that you've had uh, and now stepping into specialising in launching, what do you feel you've learned about yourself over that journey? Oh my goodness, where to start? <laughs> um, I think one of the things I've been learning about myself recently is just how much I get in my own way. So how a lot of my limiting beliefs and how a lot of my thoughts are actually directing directly affecting my actions every day and just manifesting in little ways like procrastination, self-sabotage, all of these little things that originated as a thought like, oh, what if this isn't good enough, end up being me procrastinating. Mm. So that's one of my big things for 2020 is to get out of my own way. That has been the biggest thing. I had no idea just how much these limiting limiting beliefs and these thoughts and all, you know, all the mindset stuff was really affecting my business until I did um, James Wedmore's course, Business by Design, halfway through this year. That's actually what got me out of my business rut was doing that course. Yeah, awesome. And that was when it was like a light bulb moment. Oh, mindset's kind of bloody important in your business. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To the choir. It's so true. And we, you know, we don't realize sometimes all those limiting beliefs are there until we're at that push phase, till we're actually at the crutch of, putting ourselves out there, trying to, t- trying to up level, trying to do the things we've never done before. That's when all of that stuff shows up, right? And yeah. that's all the fears we've got to face and overcome to be able to get to that next stage of being a different person that you were different, you know, the person without those limiting beliefs. It's so fascinating. It's why I love what I do because it's about helping people shift all of that so they can start to step into who they want to become. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I look back in hindsight now on my first business and I think, Oh, like I launched that business hoping that I would be making lots of money within three months. Right. But in hindsight, I, my mindset was not ready to be running a business of that size in three months. No way. I'm only now getting to the point where I think, okay, my mindset is equipped for me to take it to the next level. But I know once I get to that point, there's still going to be more mindset work involved to take it even further. For sure. But isn't it fascinating as well when you look back and you realize that I was so almost oblivious to the hard work that needed to go into the consistency or how you show up, like all the different little things that make a successful business. It's so fascinating when you do look back on those times and just be like, I was so deluded almost at that point. (laughs) Naive. I I prefer the word naive to deluded. (laughs) That's a much better word. (laughs) So what's some of the fast lessons you've had to learn this year? The fast lessons. Oh, um, uh, 
don't take everything so personally. I've had copycats and, as you know, launch failures and all of those things happen this year. And I've learned that although my business is under my own name, I've learned not to take things so personally. It's not, it's not a reflection of me. <laughs> um, that's the first one. Um, oh, I think the second one is to really just being really to fall in love with my audience a bit more and figure out what they really, really want and what problems I can help them with rather than creating what I think they need. That's been a big one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. And it's often something that as you grow, it's such an important component. Like you almost need to check in regularly to be like, even your future goals of what you're wanting to create, is that actually going to be right for the audience or do I need to shift audiences? or don't, do I need to develop a different audience to be able to launch something like that? Like, and then also leaning into, does that, is that even going to light me up? Like where I'm going or what I'm creating? Yeah. And am I, am I creating this out of a place of fear or out of a place of love? Because I really want to be creating it. Yeah. I love that definition. Distinction. It's such a beautiful way to think about like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because everyone's telling me I should do this and this is what everybody else is doing out there? Or am I doing it because I freaking love it and I really want to support people in that area? Exactly. So for example, I wanted to relaunch my membership site and I thought, okay, I'm going to relaunch it in February. And then for me that I instantly had this feel feeling of fear. And I thought, is that fear because I don't want to launch it or is it fear because I'm afraid of launching it? And I actually, I, I sat down and I thought about it and I thought, no, I think it's fear because I'm not going to be able to put the time and the love that I want to put into creating this. I need an extra three months to create something that I will be proud of launching. Yeah. So it wasn't necessarily that that launch is coming from a place of fear or that product's coming from a place of fear. It's just the timing of it and what was going into it. Mm, I love that. And I think even allowing yourself the space to be able to do that is so powerful because a lot of people think that they have to do it right here, right now. And they get into scarcity mindset and they're like, I've got to launch something. I've got to launch something. Right. And then they go and they create something that either wasn't on brand or wasn't specific to what they can help people with, or it was coming from that place of fear and then launching it in that place really doesn't support the result either. So I love just even that concept of going, well, it may be something that you want to launch, but where is that coming from? And what the need of the date that you want to put it out where's that coming from? Is that coming from a place of scarcity and fear or is it because you're excited about it and you know that it's possible? Like, yeah, um, <laughs> I wish I could say that was something I have done all of, all along, but it's only really a mindset shift that I've made probably in the last three or four months. Yeah. Is but that, this, this is it though. It's all a journey, right? Like, yeah, exactly. We know. So it's, yeah, I think it's, but I'm also sharing from my, my experience as well that I, I have been in that place before where I'm like, I wanted to put something out, wanted to create something and using like, I know that I, I work well under pressure. And so I would go and put a date on it and then put it out to the world and start selling it and then be like, oh shit, I've got to create this. Yeah. <laughs> I do that as well. <laughs> Whereas this year I've really lent into the, the planning and the, the, the launch process and the procedures that go along with it. Mm to do it really well and with quality rather than just quantity or in just for the fact of launching something. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And that's, that's where the whole shift came with launching my membership site in February versus June. It's an extra couple of months to do it with quality. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Now, is there any advice that you like to live by? Maybe that you've been given by a mentor or a coach that you can remember that's something that's been really powerful for you? Well, there are a few. Um, one that actually came up this morning for me in a conversation was you can do every, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I don't know if this is advice that I do currently live by, but it's something I need to start living by <laughs> because I'm the classic control freak, don't like delegating, like taking everything onto my plate. And I know that in order to take my business to the next level, that's a story that I need to stop believing and I need to start delegating and all of that. <laughs> so yeah. yes, you can do everything, but you can't do it. You can, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Beautiful. Um, I would love to know what are you stepping into for 2020? I know before you mentioned um, that you're planning on letting go of some of those old limiting beliefs. Is there anything else that you're focusing on for 2020? 
Yeah. So I'm focusing on setting my business up so that in 2021, I can move to the beach and I can work four days nice. a week. Nice. Awesome goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. And are you thinking like coastal here or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either Sunshine Coast or Gold Coast or Tweed Coast. We'll Love see. It. Love it. Me too. I'm on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, what are you most excited about for 2020? Other than the, the big beach move in 2021, what else are you most excited about in 2020? Oh, I've got so many things I'm looking forward to. So I've got a couple of trips to the US for various conferences. I've got my membership site launch, which I'm very excited. I almost like I've almost been procrastinating tasks that I need to do now by planning for my membership launch. And then I have to say, no, Steph, like this needs to be done first. Membership launch, we can deal with later. (laughs) But I'm very excited about that. And I'm also I've got an idea. Yesterday I woke up with this idea that maybe at the end of next year, I'm going to go spend three months in the US. It might change. It might not happen, but that's something that I'm thinking, well, I'm going to put that into into action now. Awesome. Awesome. And just to finish off, what's some advice you'd like to give someone who's listening to the podcast at the moment that has that idea and they want to launch something, but they're holding themselves back? Just feel the fear and know that everyone feels the fear and do it. Honestly, it's, it, 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 you're never going to be ready, like I said. So you've just got to feel the fear and understand that it's your mind's way of keeping you comfortable, but that it doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't do it. And learn to, learn to enjoy fear because it's something that's going to come up a lot in your business journey. Yeah, get comfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, you know, like I think of it as like a little imaginary friend, like, oh, hey, hey, Fia, how are you over there? <laughs> you can go away now. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with us today. Um, where would everyone, where can everyone find you? Where should we follow you? Where should we interact with you? Yeah, so you can find me at stephtaylor.co is my website. I'm stephtaylor.co on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find my podcast, Socialette, in all of the major podcast apps or at stephtaylor.co forward slash podcast. Amazing. I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you. And I just want to thank you so much for everything that you're doing. And I love, I love, love the specializing in launching. And I think you're going to go so far with it. So it's just incredible. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.